The truth is rarely pure and never simple. Oscar Wilde. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Our topic for today goes along with the month. This is Pride Month, LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. So today we are going to be talking about writing LGBT characters in your story. And I do want to say that neither of us are LGBT, but we didn't want this topic to go unaddressed. So as we will impress on you throughout the episode, we did our research, more accurately, Lee did her research, asked the people what they wanted you as authors to know about the characters. Nothing we say here is exhaustive or entirely inclusive of everybody in that culture. There are so many different groups within the LGBT community that can be represented in your story. It is a great resource for finding unique characters. The biggest thing is to make sure you do it right. Also, we'll just be using LGBT. I know there's a lot more to the acronym, but that's just simply easier and shorter for us to say on air. While it is becoming more common in today's culture, it is not unheard of in older books. Carmilla, which was written in 1872, is considered the first lesbian vampire story. You also have Vladimir Harkonnen in the Dune stories by Frank Herbert. He is gay. It was implied in 76 and then said outright in 99. And more recently, a lot of Game of Thrones characters are all over the place. Almost every character has had some sort of experimentation in some regard. You also have a really good example of a gender-fluid character in Rick Riordan's Magnus Chase series. The character's name is Alex Fierro. And a more controversial representation of a gay character is Dumbledore. There's a lot of issues there. (laughs) So how do you achieve effective representation of the LGBT community in a story? The first and biggest answer to this is research. Do your research. Go to the community. Find a sensitivity reader. I don't even know where I would start with that. How did you reach out to the community? So I had to do a lot of research just to build this episode. And I went to a online community that had people that were part of the LGBT community. And I went to them and I asked them, what do you want authors to know? How do you want authors to write LGBT characters? So When it comes to a sensitivity reader, you want someone who aligns with your character that is similar to your character. So say you have a male to female trans person, you want to find a sensitivity reader who is male to female trans. There are a lot of things that you should just not do, but there are also a lot of things that you do want to do. So let's kind of get into how to do that. As a writer, one of the things that I find most fascinating about LGBT characters are the pronouns they use to represent themselves and how they identify themselves in your world and how other characters might interact with them in that regard. So make sure as you're creating this character that you're consistent with the pronouns that are accurate to the character. The next point, if you decide to create an LGBT character you need to determine how their sexuality will play into the story. There are many ways that you can do this. 
One of my first exposures in pop culture to the LGBT community was the character of Willow from the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She discovers throughout the course of the TV show that she is lesbian, and that became a major plot point in the story. So you can have it be a main plot point for that character. You can also have it be a defining characteristic. So that is one of the only things that we know about them. This is more common for secondary and tertiary characters, such as Drahi in the Stormlight Archive series. He's a member of Bridge Four. This is not a good idea for a main character or a prominent secondary character, because as we'll discuss later, there are many more aspects to members of the LGBT community than their sexuality or their gender orientation. One way to do this really well is to have two different characters. One character can have their sexuality or their gender be a main part of who they are and how they're represented. And you can have a second character where it's just a piece of a larger character. It's not the defining part of who they are. It creates balance because if you look at the real community, there's a wide variety. I want to make a quick note about LGBT antagonists. When you determine the role the sexuality will play in your antagonist, be very, very careful to make sure that the LGBT part of their character is not the reason why they are a villain, because that vilifies that characteristic and then goes on to vilify the community. So if you have an LGBT villain, make sure you have a protagonist as well. So having the ally, the good person, helps avoid vilifying the community and actually just makes this character a villain instead. Now we're going to get into those things that you should avoid. There are always exceptions, but it needs to be done for a reason. So do not stereotype. Do not make your character the stereotypical gay guy who wears sweaters around his neck and talks like this. <laughs> because that's not who they are. <laughs> Again, there are exceptions to this, mostly in satire. The gay best friend character can be useful, but it's very easy to fall into that cliche. Because if your main character has a best friend that is not the same gender, Having the gay best friend will force the relationship to be purely platonic, which is great if there's another romance involved and you want to avoid that love triangle. So it's not bad to have a gay best friend. You just don't want to have the stereotypical gay best friend. There should always be more to the character than being gay, lesbian, trans, bi, whatever. There needs to be more there. Let's move on to the other things that you want to avoid when you're writing an LGBT character. Most of this is a way to make sure that you are building the community and providing good, accurate representation without making it seem like you are trying to attack them or discriminate against them in any kind of way. If you have multiple LGBT characters, don't make them all victims. I get really annoyed when I see any particular group all represented as the same whatever it is. But I do see a lot of straight people, when they are portraying LGBT people, portraying them all as victims. 
and it gets really old really quick and it's not accurate. Some LGBT people had a great childhood and their parents grew up supporting them in what they did. Not everyone has a sob story coming out story. The exception to this is if it is an in specifically and intentionally part of the plot. If your intention is to bring to light the discrimination and suffering that LGBT people have faced or still face, then this can be useful. However, be very careful if you are not part of that community writing that kind of story because it's not something that you have experienced. So try to avoid making them all victims. And going along with that, you want to avoid killing only them. If you have death and destruction in your story, you want a variety of people to be killed so it doesn't look like you're targeting that group specifically. Another thing to avoid is putting them into a predatory kind of relationship. A lot of the community wants to see these people in healthy relationships where the sexuality is a facet of their lives. If you wouldn't write a straight relationship like that, don't write an LGBT one like that. One thing that in my research a lot of people pointed out is if you are not part of the community, don't write a character that is forced to come out of the closet. It is very difficult to do that and capture the emotions that come along with having to come out of the closet if you haven't been through that before. So that is just something you want to kind of blanket avoid. For those of you who are including these non-binary characters in their sci-fi or their fantasy stories, don't make all of your LGBT characters non-human. This is especially important with the non-binary aspect. When we say non-binary, we mean people who consider themselves to be agendered. So they're not male, they're not female, they don't have a gender. It is very easy to write fantasy and sci-fi races that don't have a gender, but that is xenofiction. That's a completely different category. You're not writing about an LGBT community. So if you want to have good representation, you need to have a non-binary character that is human. It is a very difficult topic, and we are definitely not the best people to go to for this. We had to do our research. I'm sure there are things in here that we didn't say right, that we got wrong. But know that everything we said was not out of malice, but ignorance. Please write us. The email address is at the end of the episode. Let us know so we can be better informed and hopefully continue to inform other people about how to accurately portray your particular facet of the community. Fiction has always been a way to present the world as it is. And this should be no different. So if you want to take that step, make sure you're ready for it. Do your research. Never stop researching. Never stop trying to connect with that community so you can get an accurate representation. Because that's what the world needs. We need good, uplifting, and diverse representation in all of our writing. But in everything, enjoy it. Write what you like. If the character tells you, hey, by the way, I'm bi, I'm not straight, go for it. Let the characters help you, but do your research. Talk to people you know. Just write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.